He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Like cold water to a weary soul is good news from a distant land. Lord, thank you that your word is foundation, God, that your word is true, that your word is everything we can trust in. And I pray this morning that you would just show us your word, God, that it would speak to us, that it would transform us, that it would do something that would make us different than when we first came in here. Help me share your word this morning, God. May, may, it be, may it be a refreshing to each and every one of us today. In Jesus' name, amen. The last couple of weeks, we talked about being stretched, and we talked about our faith, and then we talked about our heart, and today we're going to talk about our soul. And it's important that all three of those are kind of working together and um, I want to start off by sharing a little story with you guys that I think will kind of begin to paint the picture of how maybe some of, some of us function as we, as we go on in, on our days and run into si- certain situations. So there's a dad, and he's got a, two, and he's got a two-year-old son, and um, he lives in a part of the country where it snows, and the snow was a little high, so he put his kid in the car, started the car, and he had to shovel himself out of the driveway. So he grabs a shovel, he starts shoveling, and as he's shoveling, he recognizes that his son has gotten himself out of the car seat. And then has locked the car doors. So as any dad or parent would come to get a little freaked out, locks the doors, turns on the heater full blast, turns on the radio full blast, blinkers are on, the hazard lights are now flashing, dad is absolutely freaking out. In his freak out, he says, I'm going to go inside. I'll get my spare key. He goes inside, cannot find his spare key. Comes back outside and he tells his son, son, you open this door right now or else. And the son just looks at him, smiles, and honks the horn. So dad is freaking out because he thinks I'm going to have to call cops. I'm going to have to do something here. I'm going to have to just kind of figure out what to do here in this moment. So in a sense of panic, he pauses and he says, I'm going to pray. 
And he prays a very simple prayer and he says, Lord, give me the answer to this situation right now. And he felt like the Lord said this to him. He said, the answer is within you. So he pauses for a moment. Ah, he goes and gets a piece of candy. Walks up to the window and says, son, if you unlock the door, I'll give you this candy. The son pushes the button, unlocks the door, and he gets in. There's something about that, and there's a word in there that I want to introduce to us this morning. Because faith won't work within agitation. Anybody ever been agitated? No one in here? Man, you guys are godly people. Man, I don't know if I can hang with you guys. Faith won't work in agitation. And I'm probably going to say this, and for some of you, you're going to go no, and some of you are going to realize that it's probably true, but you live in constant agitation. And you want faith to work. Just like the story, the guy had to pause for a moment. He had to pause for a second and just kind of just kind of come and center himself and then figure out in this moment, who do I call out to in this moment? What do I need to do? And, and, and the best thing he could have done was called out to the Lord. But see, too often, you and I, we live in agitation and we forget about our faith. We forget about the guy who can get us out of the situation. We forget about the guy who can give us the answer to what's going on right now. And that's too often then we miss the opportunities for God to come in and do something. And really what it does is it puts a strain on our soul. Our soul gets overwhelmed. Our soul gets, gets just buried and, and, and gets, is so agitated that you constantly walk around agitated. So as soon as somebody just crosses your path the wrong way, you're already agitated. And you kind of go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Some of us are a little, still have a little bit of sense to go, whoa, what's going on? Others of us just go, that's me. That's who I am. The way God made me. God made you agitated. Huh. That's interesting. Because I think he made you a different way. Because when you and I came to faith, he deposited his spirit into us. And his spirit has nothing to do with agitation. It has to do a lot with peace. It has a lot to do with grace. It has a lot to do with mercy, kindness, compassion. But see, guys, our soul doesn't function like that. Because faith has to believe what God says more than the circumstances. Because when you and I are living in that place where faith is what we're about and what's going on, and our soul, like I read in those scriptures, guys, he just wants to refresh you. He wants to consume those circumstances. This, this week, I got some pretty, um, I got some pretty uh, life-changing news in my life. And um, I, uh, I went to the doctor uh, last Thursday, and um, I... Uh, Went, my wife, my wonderful wife, 
thought it would be a, just a fantastic thing to make a doctor's appointment for me. I didn't go for any reason, but just for a checkup. Hadn't been to the doctor in about 10 years. Um, and uh, she saw a sign that said checkup, and it was a deal and all this stuff. So she booked me an appointment. I show up in the middle of, I was working somewhere and had to stop and go in. I just got there, and there was like, all right, get this over with, yada, yada, yada. Took some blood, all this stuff. You know, next three days go, go by, and I get a phone call um, on, on Wednesday afternoon. I get a phone call, and they said, hey, we need to see you back at the doctor's office. I don't know if you know when they say come back. That's usually not the best situation. So, you know, I said, okay. Um, Thursday morning, I go back to the doctor, and the doctor uh, got all my information out, and he says, you're diabetic. What? What? Really? He said, yeah. He said, your blood is here, this, 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 and all these things. And I was like, holy cow. And like doctors do, they scare the pants off of you, like they're trained to do, right? You know, this, and you're going to die, and if you don't control this and all these things, you're just going to absolutely fall apart. It's a circumstance. It was hit with a circumstance. So what I did, guys, was I found myself the next day. I just turned on the word. And for hours, I just listened to the word. I just listened to scripture, and I just listened to God's promises. For hours and hours, I just listened to what he said about me and to what he said he can do with this. See, because in the moments that we come and we, our soul gets disrupted, we can't look at the circumstance. We have to begin to look at the Father. We have to begin to look at the healer. We have to begin to look at the one who has promised us this life. And as I just listened to the word, and, and I just listened, and it just showered me, and I just, just over and over, I just kept hearing his promises. I just kept hearing him speaking to my circumstance and quieting my soul. So the last few days have been a little different for me because I've taken medication for the first time. I've never in my life taken medication, and it's done some things to my physical body that I've not a little too much to talk about in this setting right here, but um, it's been different. But through the whole process, there's a peace and a calmness that has just sat in my soul because I know that I know that there's a plan in all of this that God has for me. And I believe more than anything that there's, there's, there's a healing process through this. Now, the one thing that I know, guys, and sometimes within circumstances, what a lot of us want to do is this, right? Well, God, just heal me. Take this away. But instead, I would want to pray with this, what that guy prayed. God, would you give me the answer to this circumstance? Because it would be fantastic for this to come in, God, remove this, but I kind of got myself into this situation. 
So I believe there's some changes that need to be made. There's things that I need to do differently. There's things that I, that, 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 that I can't go back to the same. I can't just say, God, heal me, take this away, and then continue living the way that I've been living. Does that sound maybe the picture that some of us paint most of the time? Well, we want God to change us. We want God to, to, to heal this. We want God to take this away. But see, God, really what he wants to do is he wants to transform you through the process, through the circumstance. And that comes when you and I begin to allow your soul to be saturated by him. A couple of quick points and we'll be out of here. The first thing that I would say is you got to get into a calm place. Well, what does that mean? Well, what does that mean for you? All of us operate differently. All of us have things that we know that bring a sense of calm to us. For me, there's a couple of things. I like to go fishing. And there's something about sitting out by the lake or by the or by the ocean with a pole in, whether you're getting a bite or not, that's just calming to me. Another thing that I've found has been very calming for me over this last season is playing golf. It calms my soul. There's just something about that that I get done playing golf and I feel like, man, I don't know why, but, my, but I, I, can, I can hear anything right now and I'll be okay with it. I'll be just fine with it. So where's that calm place for you? Where would you find that calm place? What is it that, is, that takes you to that place that allows your soul to be still? Because it's in those still moments, guys, that where, where I really believe that the avenue gets open for you and I to hear from the Father. It's in those calm, still places where, where you're able to look past your circumstance and hear what the Father has to say over you. Part of my place of getting myself calm through this circumstance was allowing the word just to wash over me. That's something that I learned a long time ago. That's something that I've practiced a long time that when I begin to read or listen to the word, it just brings a calmness to my soul. And some of us, the question would be this morning, you ever done that? You ever tried that? You ever tried using the word, God's word, to calm your circumstance? To calm where you're at? Or do you find yourself going, hey, hey, buddy, hey, 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 this, hey, hey, that. Oh, hey, 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 talk to me about this. Uh, let me start Googling everything right now. Right? Uh, MedMD. Dot com, you're going to die. Uh, you have this incomparable, this rash is never going to go away. Going to consume your, oh my gosh. Or do I calm myself and get in front of the father and say, what do you say? What is your answer for this situation? And you'll find it in the word. Declare, his, declare this truth over your life. And that truth is that he's for you. That truth is this. You are a son and daughter of God. 
speak that and declare that. You're my dad. You're my dad. But some of us haven't sat in the calm place to to hear that, to recognize it, to, to be saturated by that. But we gotta be people who begin to declare that truth that you are. And it falls in line with your kids. You ever have a sick kid? For those of you that have kids, there's nothing worse than your child being sick because there's nothing you can do for them. You just, gotta, you just look at them and you want to hold them and you want, and, 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 and I, I know there's nothing better than for your parent to grab you and say, I love you. We're going to get through this. You're going to be okay. And maybe some of you, as you've been older, you've gone through some situations where as an older person, you've had that place with your parent who declared that over you and you just had this peace and this calm that would come over you. Or maybe it was somebody else that that came alongside of you and declared that truth over you. And that's fantastic, but there's so much more power and so much more depth to it when you understand that the Father declares that over you as well. That he is the I am. That he is the provider. That he is the healer. That he is the comforter. That that there's nothing that you and I could possibly want or need that he can't provide. Which takes me into this last point that says to avoid the earthly solutions. Let's call them mirages. Everyone ever seen those movies, people in the desert, stuck out in the desert, and they start seeing stuff, right? They see the big, the pond of water, the palm trees, that good stuff, and they like, oh my gosh, run. They get there, and they show them jumping in, but then they find out that it's just sand, and they're swimming in sand. How often do you and I live in mirages? And we think that the things of the earth can bring solution to the circumstances that we have. And we chase after them. We see them. We we run towards things that we think are going to give us heavenly solutions. But there's not an earthly solution to anything that we have as a need. There just isn't. And we need to begin to avoid those things. We need to begin to, to not look at those things as this is what's going to help me. Because if it doesn't look like anything that comes out of this book, if it doesn't look like anything that's been declared by the Father, it's really not going to get you anywhere. And some of you are sitting in here this morning and you're living in some kind of an earthly solution. And you think it's what's making you work, but it's really not. It's only getting you closer To an ending point. It's only getting you closer to a place where you're going to finally have to realize that if you don't rely on who he is and what he provides, you're going to find yourself waking up one day paddling, thinking you're in the water, but really you're just in a big pile of sand. So what do we do? How do we get out of this? What changes these moments and why is it important for my soul? Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
Matthew 11, 28. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. See, guys, there's something so powerful about that. It's a declaration that he makes and he believes, and it's truth that has been, been, been written, and we know that when you and I come and we bring all we are to the Father, he gives you rest. Some of you in here today have felt like you haven't slept in years. Some of you today are so burdened and overloaded, you don't know what joy and peace is anymore. You've been walking around with such a heavy burden that all you can think of is the situations that you're in and what are the quick fixes to get me out of here. But there's something about this scripture here. There's something about this that, that is the solution to your soul. Come to me. All. You. Who are weary and burdened. Come. We're going to give an opportunity for this 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 morning. And we're going to give an opportunity for you to come and connect with the Father. Because I believe there's something that he wants to do. There's a, there's a load that he wants to remove from you this morning. There's something he wants, to, he wants to give you and wants to take away from you at the same time. He wants to give you that rest. And wants to remove that burden. Because some of you are just at the point of where you're ready to give up. You're ready to crash and burn. You're, you're, you, you don't know what to do anymore. And you're tired of living the way you've been living. You're, you're tired of carrying the stress. You're, you're tired of, of feeling like there's no hope. Guys, there's hope. There's peace. There's calm. There's rest this morning. And it comes if you're willing to ask. If you're willing to give what you have away. Man, there was something so good after that moment this, this week with the Lord that I just kind of, it just kind of refreshed me so much. Because up until that moment, I, I was a little freaked out. A little freaked out. I've never been in a situation where I've had to depend on medications or do anything or, or anything like that. And, and I just kind of thought to myself, you know, for, 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 about, for about 24 hours, I just kind of was in a place where I was like, man, what am I going to do? What, what, what is this? And Saturday morning... I came in here again on Saturday morning and um, came to pray. And as I began to pray, I just said, Lord, I, I just need to pray for myself. And the first thing that I did and the first thing that I felt like I was supposed to do was I was supposed to repent. Why, why would you repent, Eric? Because I got myself here. He didn't put me here. He didn't do this to my body. I did myself. 
I did this to myself. So Lord, I, I just want to repent this morning for what I have caused in my body. For, for, for what I did, for what I brought on to myself. I just want to repent. I just, I, I just need you to forgive me. And no sooner did I say those words that this burden just kind of went, went away. I just felt so free and, and I felt so good and, and I just was filled with hope and I was filled with joy and filled with peace and, 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 I, and it just has been so comforting to see that hope and see that light at the end of the tunnel. And this morning, guys, we're going to have some people that are going to go to the back over there and we're going to do, we're, we're going to close in another song of worship. But I want us to take a moment to experience this verse today. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. We're going to do that a couple of ways, and we're going to create the opportunity for you to get with somebody and, and, and have them pray for you. But even this morning, before we get before we go there and as we close out here is what would you in the middle of your circumstance in the middle of what's going on is there maybe an opportunity where you would need to say God forgive me God forgive me for what I've done and I don't know what that level is for you I, I, I don't know the depth of whatever your circumstance might be but you need God to do something. And like I said at the beginning, he's more interested in transforming you and changing you than he is just from removing from you the circumstance. He's more interested that after it's removed, what are you going to do from that point forward? How are you going to live out what he's done? Because there's nothing worse than walking through something and then God showing up and doing something and then inserting yourself right back into the same thing you got yourself into before you were here. We do it all the time, guys. We do it all the time. But I think there's something powerful when you and I begin to, 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 begin, an, to begin an ask to the Lord. That when we begin it with some repentance and some humility, there's just something that gives the opportunity for you to be ready for the transformation that he wants to make. And the transformation that he wants to come and that he wants to just, just completely change you entirely. And we're going to experience that this morning. We're going we're to open the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to come and change that within us. So for the next 60 seconds, if there's something you need to bring before the Lord, if there's something you need to just say, God, forgive me. That's going to be the first step. And as we get into this last song of worship, we're going to have some people praying back there. And if you need to go to that level and that step, we're going to have you go back there and connect with somebody and, 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 and have them pray with you. But the next 60 seconds here, God, forgive me.
myself into this situation. And when you've done that, then follow the prayer with God. What is the answer? What is the answer to this circumstance? there's some of you that the burden is being lifted right now. The burden is being removed. You're feeling the rest. You're feeling the peace. Because we're declaring the truth this morning that you are a son, a daughter of God. We're declaring that this morning. We're declaring that this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.